0: good afternoon evening morning wherever you are welcome back to the midweek teaching podcasting now this week for your listening to pleasure we have rain on the roof the potential of dog and the potential of builders so we'll do our best but if you hear any of those three things then you'll understand that it wasn't our fault so this week we've got a pretty 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 radical pretty solid teaching thing to unpack don't we so without further ado Sarah over to you to read it
1: and then we will have a chat all right so we're looking at Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 to verse 29 enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction and there are many who take it for the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns, or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell, and great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes.
0: Okay, so we've titled this conversation three ways to miss having your life radically transformed by jesus's teaching
1: yeah it's pretty heavy stuff
0: yeah so we're finally at the conclusion of jesus's ridiculously famous teaching the sermon on the mountain if you've been tracking along with us we've been really stepping through it slowly and trying to take it in and and apply it as we said jesus came declaring repent the kingdom of god is here that was his central message and so Jesus healing ministries in full swing. Crowd control has become an issue. Uh, but there's this growing band of people who are getting serious about following Jesus. And so he decides to sit them down and lay out what it actually looks like to live in the kingdom of God where God rules and reigns. And so our text this week is the final chunk of that big chunk of teaching that we've been working through. So it's the conclusion. And as you can hear from today, it's a warning. Yeah, a really, a- really big, big warning. And so Jesus has poured out his heart and now he wants his followers to understand how significant this big download of teaching has been because he's effectively opened heaven's library and spilt some of the most precious secrets available. And so he's he's wanting us to understand the gravity of what we have just heard and witnessed. And so being this incredible teacher that he is, he begins his conclusion with this, really blazing image right
1: Mm. yeah he says enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it
0: yeah what a way to start right in terms of the conclusion
1: yeah i mean he's sitting there in this enormous crowd the crowd that he's speaking to and only a few find it It would would have landed pretty firmly
0: yeah i think you know, as soon as you, as soon as, anyway, I, I hear that, and I'm sure as soon as they hear it, it's like, oh, so is that me? What, me? Will I find it? Mm. And I think that's the effect that Jesus is intending through this. He wants us to sit up and listen and understand that he's deadly serious about what he's saying. Like, this isn't, this is, he's trying, I think he's trying to break the idea, oh, this is some nice, additional, nice advice on your, how to enhance your life. To me, I, I kind of feel like he's saying to us, like you need to listen to this, you know, the way that you would listen to the instructor before you bungee jump or something like that. Mm. You know? Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like pay attention. Death. This is life or death. Mm. Yeah.
1: So okay, so what what is Jesus saying here?
0: Well, as he often does, he's he's making a statement that catches the crowd's attention, which we just talked about, and then he goes on to kind of unpack the meaning of that initial statement. So Jesus is saying. That this kingdom stuff, this king living in the kingdom of God stuff, that's hard. It's hard. It's, it's real life, but it's hard and um, and few find it.
1: Yeah. So what is it that what is it that makes it hard?
0: Well, he lays it out, doesn't he? It's interesting because it seems that that it's easy to miss the way to life because the way to destruction is super accessible. Super easy to navigate, and full of other people.
1: Mm, you can just follow the pack, and there you can you find can. yourself on the way to destruction.
0: Whereas the other is narrow, hard, and few find it. So it's gonna—it's the mm. direct opposite to that. Um, so so that's what he's laying out. He he says hey, this is this is actually what I'm teaching you. I know it's really tough, and then and this is the big warning sign. So, and then he's, he basically unpacks that. As I understand, there are are three behaviours that Jesus is identifying that mark the way to destruction and that he's warning about. So the first behaviour is the behaviour of welcoming other, what I describe as way to life advising voices without any discernment or testing. So that's the first way. The second way is to listen to and act upon Jesus' teaching selectively. And then the third way is just to miss the main point. So, to me, that's kind of the three behaviors that Jesus is saying. You do those behaviors, and yeah, that's
1: that that's the behaviors that mark being on the way to destruction. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Right. So number one, listening to those other voices without any discernment or testing. Um, so here we have Jesus talking about false prophets, you know these wolves in sheep's clothing. What do you see that meaning in our in our day? Like, who who are these false prophets?
0: Yeah, so prophets are people who claim to speak for truth, right? So Jesus is saying there are those people who will make those truth claims and they'll sound powerful and convincing, but actually they're false. They're not telling the truth. Now, interestingly, he says that we'll think it's all pretty harmless, these other mm-hmm. voices, the, the sheep, you know, but actually their influence will be super destructive in the end. They'll be like wolves in our lives.
1: So, okay, well, so what does that really look like for us?
0: Okay, so Jesus' day, you've literally got these false prophets walking around, right, and drawing crowds with their teaching. Today, obviously, the situation is a little bit more complex. So there are tons of voices in our lives, you know, a deluge of self-help books and well-meaning friends and feeds and podcasts and programs and professional development courses and therapists and religious teachers, etc., all claiming to provide more useful, harmless advice on how to live well. I guess that, you know, they kind of come into our lives through the recommendations of friends or Google, or whatever. But as you can, as you, you know, if we reflect on it in their own way, they claim a certain quiet authority in our lives. And they make some promises, of course.
1: Mm, do this and life will yeah, if work you, well for you. Yeah, if you
0: follow this, then that will improve. And then they, generally they're not going to claim that life, they're going to claim it's it's usually, oh, this this little part of your life will mm. improve, right? So they so as I said, it's it's kind of this sheep's clothing thing right um and in the face face of those claims and those promises we have a choice Uh, and you know all too often it's uh, we we actually we 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 meet these things by an algorithm (laughs) that that knows us just what (laughs) knows the comfort that we're after just what we need at that moment and we kind of welcome it like we would a comforting bath or like a chocolate bar or a reassuring pep talk. You know, these things come to us and they they, they, they kind of just seem to go, oh, well, that's what I needed. You mm-hmm. know, that's kind of that feeling.
1: And and sometimes they'll even use sort of Jesus-y language. Really? yeah. You know, kind of affirming part of something yeah, that Jesus and, said. And we'll kind of think, oh, they're helping
0: people. Oh, that's great. Or they think I'm special. Oh, that they must be trustworthy, you know. Uh, But Jesus is actually saying in the long run, the effect on our lives is that of destruction, like devouring wolves. Um, And and in the long run, we can trade Jesus for pop psychology or wellness or mindfulness or leadership gurus, thinking that those things are like neutral to our devotion to Jesus. But we're wrong. All these things, and they're all seeking our attention, our desire, our hearts and as we give ourselves to them repeatedly, eventually, we're kind of de- we're consumed by them. We're devoured by them like wolves. That's 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 what Jesus is saying. Yeah, it's a pretty
1: graphic image. It's, really, it's seriously
0: graphic. Yeah.
1: Okay, so does that mean that Jesus is saying you should only listen to sermons and read the Bible and only you know have conversations that are yeah. talking about Jesus?
0: That's right. Yeah, it's a good question. Isn't it? it's like, oh so yeah, it's burn all the other books. Is that is that what Jesus <laughs> is saying? I don't think so. He's warning us. and He's saying, "Don't accept those other voices without discernment." Mm. Particularly, and his advice is obviously look to their fruit. So, what are the actions of those you've welcomed to speak into your life? You know, are they people who love God and love neighbor? And I think maybe like maybe a question. You know, like there's there's that's their fruit. But then I guess there's kind of interrogating a little bit the fruit of those things. In your own life, right? Mm. Okay, I've I've been reading this book or I've been I've been following this serial or whatever it is, right? And it, okay,
1: what's been the fruit in my mm. life? Yeah, is that making me depend on God and love God yeah. and trust God more? Or is it making me actually pull away from God?
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they, they they're hard questions, like if you like the thing, right? They're actually hard questions to ask. But but honestly, looking over your track record, what's what's been the the net fruit of this thing in terms of, yeah, as you said. Am I loving God more? Am I loving people more as a result of this thing? Or have I actually turned more inward? Mm. Um, have I become more self-conscious and actually more self-interested maybe?
1: Yeah. Right. So practically speaking then, how do we actually act discerningly? You sort of said there weighing up and looking at the both the fruit in that person or that author or whatever's life yeah. and then also the fruit, the impact on your own life um what what else can we do?
0: Yeah, so I don't think Jesus is saying there isn't a place for for you know sources of wisdom and truth in your life right outside of mm-hmm. other inputs like yeah. not at all. He's saying just be discerning and wise. Um, and he's saying if you don't that could cost you everything like that's the strength of his warning mm-hmm. um, I mean in terms of acting discerningly like maybe a, a good question to ask is ask Jesus <laughs> if he actually you know ask Jesus about that podcast or about that book or about that thing or like hey should i because when you're asking jesus i think what you're doing you're you're at least taking that step to recognizing jesus's authority in your life Mm. rather than just submitting unthinkingly to the authority of whatever that voice that other voice is so i think that's a really good place
1: to start Mm. and if you i think too if you find that you are listening to other voices a lot more than you're listening to god speaking to you through the bible that's a little bit of a red flag too
0: yeah if all you re- yeah that's a so yeah i mean you could just do that ratio thing right in terms of you know how you, your phone has that what have you been using you know mm-hmm. social or whatever like um yeah if you looked across your inputs like if the bible's like you know one percent of your inputs or something you go oh
1: well not really mm. allowing it to Not really
0: it. it to <laughs> so yeah, it's good to good to kind of do an inventory on that.
1: Okay, so watch out for the wolves. Yeah, um, watch out for the wolves. Number two, the second warning. Uh you said Jesus is warning against us listening and acting on his teaching selectively.
0: Yeah, it's that, and that and selectively being the thing, right? So and this one is probably a little slipperier than number one. Uh, and it's I think it's hugely popular in the church. And according to Jesus, hey, this is what everyone does on the big, wide highway, mm. or a lot of people are doing on the big, wide highway. So let's, let's just read that text again quickly.
1: Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I would tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Well, this is a, this is a pretty confronting passage. It's like, this a hugely is, confronting passage. This is people passage. who thought they knew Jesus, and in fact, who were pretty, pretty committed, pretty hardcore. They were prophesying and healing people and driving out demons. They, yeah,
0: I mean, they're doing all the things that you would think Jesus wants people to be doing,
1: right? But then Jesus says these people are on, on the highway and not on the narrow way that leads to life. So how, how could that be?
0: Yeah, it, I, I agree. It sounds hugely shocking, and I think Jesus is doing it to shock us. But I wonder if it's so shocking because we've kind of missed the main point of Jesus' teaching. Like these people seem so great because they seem to be obeying Jesus' teaching, right, and they're, they seem to be doing what Jesus followers are to do, right? I mean, they're miracles and prophesying. I mean, aren't these, aren't these the things? But in Jesus' eyes, it seems that what they're doing is all peripheral. So it should all be just downstream. They've kind of missed the core point. And I think I think we can do the same thing, right? And maybe, maybe we don't major on sounding all submitted to God or doing miracles, but maybe we major on social justice or counseling or mission in the workplace or Christian parenting or serving our neighbor or giving to the poor or whatever. But it seems and doing all that stuff in Jesus's name, but it seems that if we've missed the main point of Jesus's teaching, then the rest of it is worthless. That seems to be what he's getting at.
1: All right. So what's the main point?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is the question. Well, I think, I think we actually find it in Jesus's haunting words in verse 27, First 23, sorry. I never knew you. Hmm. And that's our main point, number three. The third way to miss having your life radically transformed by Jesus' teaching is to miss the main point. And you know, by implication, get really focused and busy on other stuff that seems like the main point. So Jesus says, I never knew you. And I think it's it's good to look at when this information from Jesus hits these people. It's not now. It's not in their 70s. It's not after a nice spiritual retreat or after they've... Finally paid off their mortgage or something, it's actually on judgment day that this that this truth hits them. So they've lived all their life that way. And then there's this final verdict on their, their life, which is, I never knew you, get away from me.
1: Yeah, well, what a what a shock, how horrific, right?
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, it'd be like a you know, like a shell caving into your chest or something. And I mean the horror of this thing is that they convinced themselves that they were living their best life they they fitted jesus stuff into their personal improvement and powerful life project and and all their lives it seems all their lives the information around them that they received from others supported this illusion
1: oh no you're on the right track yeah yeah great Hmm. um yeah this is um it's really sobering and and troubling
0: um yeah, that that there's yeah, for them and like us, there will be a day when our mirrors and our smoke screens that kind of entertain, entice us, they'll be revealed for what they are. And and I think crucially, these people, they'd been using God as a means and not an end. And they thought that God wouldn't notice. You know. Yeah, I think so, it's
1: it's very interesting here that Jesus doesn't say, You never knew me but he says i never knew you i mean what does it what does it mean for god to say he doesn't know someone like doesn't doesn't he know everything and and everyone
0: yeah it's it's wild right it's like you've got hey come on you know yeah exactly you know everybody <laughs> but apparently, but it's interesting isn't it because apparently not apparently jesus is actually interested in not knowing merely intellectually what each person is thinking for him he's actually looking for something different I feel like in these short words, Jesus is actually kind of revealing the quality of the relationship that he's seeking with each of us. Mm. And you can see it's vastly different from what those religious people on, on the, the wide highway expected. Like, they, I didn't think they had any grid for what Jesus was actually seeking. Mm. And to me, when I hear those words, I never knew you, right? It sounds like he's, a, he's like a person, right? He, he reminds me of like this heartbroken parent. Yes, we shared the same house, but we never talked. You never opened your heart to me. We never wept and celebrated together. You never shared with me your secrets and you never listened for mine. But most of all, you never gave your love and your trust to me. That's what I that's what I hear of Jesus' mm. heart in that.
1: Yeah, I mean this this reminds me of what uh what Claire and I were talking about last week about vulnerability. Yes. And how one big thing that God is looking for is um, is for us to make ourselves vulnerable to Him in relationship and in prayer.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is the main thing. It's that, it's that secret place that we've been talking about, isn't it? So Jesus is described in the Sermon on the Mount: the joy and the freedom, the generous life that a person who knows God will walk. But at the heart of this, at the headwaters of all that, is this: is this knowing and being known? And this place of secret place and intimacy that and vulnerability with God. That's what. That's that's what it's all about. Um, that's why Jesus died to win us back to that. So three warnings. Yep. Don't welcome other way to life advising voices without discernment or testing. Don't listen to and act upon Jesus' teaching selectively. Don't miss the main point.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jesus introduces then this image about the house built on the sand. And it's, you know, the difference is whether you hear his words and act on them. Yeah or whether you hear his words, but don't act on them. It's not about knowledge. It's about our response and what we do.
0: Yeah, and at the core of it, I think, is that am I going to, am I going to use God as a means to an end or am I actually going to seek God for God? So, And I think, yeah, and it points, again, I think in, our, in terms of our end of town, we tend to think that being a follower of Jesus is an information problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I just need more books or commentaries or something. Um, but you don't and I don't just need to do it yeah what i simply need i need just need to go to the secret place daily and trustingly and do what god reveals for me to do and and jesus says that that's actually that that way seems to be very narrow and difficult and few find it that's what he's saying it would just it's just haunting
1: well the good news of course is that god simply wants us to cry out to him for help you know he's made He's made this possible. This is not impossible. No, and he's done that through the cross, through the death and resurrection of Jesus, and then the amazing gift of the Holy Spirit to help us. Um, and as we talked about last week, he promises, "Seek me, and you'll find me." Yeah. And the, the response of the crowd, the crowds at the you know at this end, this conclusion to Jesus's sermon is really interesting, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed at his teaching. I mean, he has been really straight with them. They're like, wow, because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Hmm. And that's the thing with this crowd, like they recognized his authority. I mean, they, these are some of the most challenging teachers in the Bible, right? This this thing that we looked at today. But the, the, But when we recognize Jesus' authority, his teachings are, a life, right? Like gushing life. Hmm. And I think that's the difference.
1: Yeah, and I think we only really enter into that life when we actually put our trust in his teaching and do it. Yes. I think sometimes if you're just trying to evaluate it from a distance, evaluate it intellectually, it won't necessarily bring life, but it's as you do it. Um, it's as you as you obey, as you follow, as you believe, that's that's what brings the life
0: yeah and that's that brings that solid foundation that'll take the storm
1: Mm. yeah yeah i mean he's really this whole this whole section is jesus calling us to to take a step back and to look at the long arc of life Mm. and to make our choice yeah we're going are we going easy easy broad highway
0: full of other people full of
1: other people lots of friends on that road Uh, Or are we, you know, do we want what really matters? Yeah. And are we going to follow Jesus to get there? The life, the way that leads to life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Let's pray. Jesus, these are really, really significant words. Thank you that you speak the truth to us because you love us. Thank you for taking the time and the care to warn us, Jesus. God, please pick up the thing that we need to hear today and implant that in our hearts. And then by your grace, help us to respond.
1: Mm.
0: Build our lives, God, on the rock Mm. in your mercy.
1: Lord, I ask that you would... Help us to to see things that we're sometimes blind to. Mm. Sometimes it's easy to read these words and just think about other people, which again takes us back to Mm. what you said about judging. Um, Mm. But actually, Lord, I ask you would help us to allow you to show us what you're warning each of us against and what we need to pay attention to and, and what we need to do differently and respond to. We just ask for your help in that Holy Spirit that we'd be able to drop our defences, be vulnerable, and be honest with you and with ourselves. Mm. And we ask for your power to change and to, mm. to find that, that narrow gate and that challenging, difficult way that leads to the life we've always dreamed of mm. or life beyond what we've dreamed So help us, Holy Spirit.